Wow, so let me read. I'm going to read verse 3 through 5. Praised, honored, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. By His boundless mercy, we have been born again to an ever-living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Born anew. There's, that's, I think that's where we get born again from. Born again believer. Born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change and decay. Unsullied and unfading. Reserved in heaven for you. <sighs> reserved on earth? No. Reserved in heaven for you. An inheritance which is beyond the reach of change or decay, imperishable, unsullied, unfading. What's that word mean, unsullied? Not spoiled or made impure. <laughs> Pure. Oh, man. Who are being guarded, garrisoned by it. So born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change and decay. Unsullied and unfading. Reserved in heaven for you who are being guarded. Garrisoned by God's power through your faith. Until you fully inherit the final salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. Wow man, that that's the hope. I believe that's the hope. The troops stationed in a fortress or town defended a garrison. We're being guarded and garrisoned by God's power. Through our faith. Who are being guarded by God's power through faith. Salvation. Faith salvation. That is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. Wow, man. Let's read what the commentary says for verse 3 through 5. The contemplation of God's grace caused Peter to praise God. Wow. I think that's what I'm... I'm about to do right now. The contemplation of God's grace caused Peter to praise God, the author of salvation and the source of hope. <sighs> the author, man. The, 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 the person that wrote the story, that wrote the book. <sighs> the words, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, are identical in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. The phrase, in His great mercy. In His great mercy. By his boundless mercy, says in the Amplified Version, refers to God's unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. What the heck does unmerited mean? Look that word up. Unmerited means not, not deserved. His great mercy refers to God's favor that is 
it's undeserved. Like, dude, we don't deserve it, man. Undeserved towards sinners. Sinners don't deserve it. The phrase of his in his great mercy refers to God's undeserved favor towards sinners in their hopeless in their hopeless condition. He has given us new birth. People can do nothing to merit such a gift. People can do nothing to merit to merit to merit to deserve to, to see what merit merit is like a like a work. Like you, there's nothing you can do. The quality of being particularly good or worthy, especially so as to deserve praise or reward. We can't, we can't earn it. <laughs> we can't earn the gift of of God's unmerited favor, or or or, He has given us a new birth. People can deny it to merit such a gift. So the new birth, we we can't earn it. These words, has given, new birth translates anagenesis, from the verb beget again, or cause to be born again. There it is again, born again. It is used only twice in the New Testament, both times in this chapter. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 23. Peter may have been recalling Jesus' interview with Nicodemus. In, cha- in John chapter 3, verse 1 through 21, the new birth, again, there it is, results in living hope. Through the resurrection of Christ from the dead. The living hope is based on the living resurrected Christ. Living hope. Man, this this thing is rich. Man, it's just like all of this, just a few verses, man. The living hope is based on the living resurrected Christ. See chapter 1 verse 21. The Christian's assurance in Christ is a certain and sure fact. Certain and sure. As the fact that Jesus, that Christ is alive. Peter used the word living six times in chapter 1 verse 3, verse 23, chapter 2 verses 4 through 5. And First Peter chapter four verses five through six. Here, living means that the believer's hope is sure, certain, and real. The believer's hope is sure, certain, and real. It's as opposed to the deceptive, empty, false hope the world offers man. The sure hope is of a future inheritance. The same word is used in the Septuagint to to refer to Israel's promised possession of the land. Inheritance. Possession of the land. It was her possession granted to her as a gift from God. A Christian's inheritance cannot be destroyed by hostile forces. It will not spoil like over-ripened fruit or fade in color. Peter used three words, each beginning with the same letter 
and ending with the same syllable to describe in a cumulative fashion this inheritance's prominence. The first word, afparton, the second word, amniaton, and the last word, amaraton. Hope I said those right. But the first word means can never perish. The second word, spoil. And the last word, fade. Peter used these three words at the beginning of each, at the each beginning with the same letter and the same end with the same syllable to describe in a cumulative fashion this inheritance prominence. It can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is an indes- is as indestructible as God's word. Indestructible. It's as indestructible as God's word. Oh man, God. Indestructible. Not able to be destroyed. <sighs> this inheritance is as indestructible as God's word. See First Peter chapter one verse twenty-three, where Peter again uses aftharton. Each Christian's inheritance of eternal life is kept in heaven, or kept watch on by God. So its ultimate possession is secure. See Galatians 5 verse 5. Wow. Each Christian's inheritance. We have an inheritance as a Christian. Of eternal life. Is kept in heaven. Or kept watch on. By God. So its ultimate possession is secure. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5, not only is the inheritance guarded. (laughs) Not only that, what else is there? Not only is the inheritance guarded, but heirs who have been born into that inheritance are shielded. But, wow, dude, God, grace, man. He started praising, Peter started praising God after reading this to make grace and peace given you an increasing abundance. Wow, so back here, verses 3 through 12, in a doxology of praise to God, Peter encouraged his readers by reminding them of the new birth give gave them by living hope in an imperishable future inheritance the inheritance is sure because believers are shielded by god's power till it is ready to be revealed consequently christians may rejoice even in the face of trials since trials will prove the genuine faith a doxology of praise to god he's praising god Not only is inheritance guarded, but heirs who have been born into that inheritance are shielded by God's power. Wow, shielded is a military term. Military. Like, not just military. Used to refer to garrison within a city. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 uses the same Greek word. What greater hope could be given to those undergoing persecution than the knowledge of God's power? 
What greater hope could be given to those undergoing persecution than the, the knowledge that God's power guards them from within to preserve them for an inheritance of salvation that will be completely revealed? Completely revealed to them in God's presence. Believers possess salvation now, present tense but will sense its full significance at the return of Christ in the last time. <sighs> what greater hope could be given to those undergoing persecution than the knowledge of God's power, the knowledge that God's power guards them from within, to preserve them from an inheritance of salvation that will be completely revealed to them in God's presence. This is only temporary, man. It's just for a moment. Believers possess salvation now, but will sense its full significance at the return of Christ in the last time. This final step, or ultimate completion of the salvation of their souls, First Peter chapter 1 verse 9, will come when Jesus Christ is, reveals, is revealed. A clause Peter used twice in verses 7 and 13 of the same chapter. Wow.